Hello, I'm Scott Winnale with TW Now. Thank you for joining us. We're sorry about the delay today, some technical difficulties, but now we are here and we are with you. You know, when it comes to health and medicine, everyone seems to have an opinion, don't they? Should you go see a doctor? Should you seek an alternative health care provider? Should you try some new trendy treatment? A big important question is, is modern medicine a blessing or a curse? Did you know that a little over a hundred years ago, the average life expectancy in most Western nations was only about 48 years? Today, that number is almost doubled to nearly 80 years, thanks in great part to the efforts of hospitals, drugs, and public health. A century ago, the major killers of Western populations were infectious diseases like influenza and cholera, diphtheria, malaria, measles. Today, we no longer face these infectious plagues, at least not in the developed world. In society today, many babies that would have died naturally due to premature birth are often saved, and many even live out a normal, long life. This thanks almost entirely to modern medicine. You know, around the globe, we nearly worship men and women in white coats, doctors, that fill the halls of the high towers of modern hospitals. But is modern medicine all that it's made out to be? Are our medical systems and their advances the way of the future? And will they really bring the exceedingly long and healthy lives they hope to? Today on TW Now, I'm excited to welcome my guest, Mr. Michael DeSimone. He's a returning guest and a minister. And we are going to have a conversation today about this question, is modern medicine a blessing or a curse? Mr. DeSimone, welcome. It's good to have you back with us. Good to be here. Thank you very much. Well, let's jump into the topic today. And let's start out with a question looking at sort of what is good and what is perhaps not so good about modern medicine? What are some of the blessings of modern medicine? What, what are some of the pitfalls? And let's talk about this. Well, you know, you think there has been incredible advances in uh, modern medicine. I mean, just like all parts of our society, there have been incredible technological advances that have taken place that allow us now to see things we can't see. You see inside of the body. That was never able to be done in the past. Mm -hmm. See inside the body, be able to see uh, problems before we really begin to feel the symptoms. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, you have diseases like cancers, many cancers. And over the years, we have actually begun to be able to identify cancers early with early detection. Right. We treat them early. And the prognosis, the long-term uh, benefit of these treatments actually has allowed people to live either with cancers for a longer period of time or the death rates are lower in many cases. Right, or get rid of the cancer because they've caught it early enough. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's a great thing. In fact, they've identified, you know, as far as uh, at least from decades ago, the NIH, National Institute of Health, indicates that uh, now we can see way more cancer than we used to mm -hmm. and be able to, but yet the death rate is down from that. In most cancers, absolutely. It's, it's interesting when we look at death rates. Um, I, I mentioned some of that in the opening. Mm -hmm. um, over the last 100, 150 years, overall death rates have really been dropping. Right, We've, yeah. Life has been extended. Yeah. If we look at um, maternal and child health statistics, mm -hmm. the death rate of mothers who have babies right. in the, just the last 50 or 60 years has dropped significantly. Sure. In fact, um, 
let's see, well, I'm not going to dig it out. But that number basically has dropped 150 years ago. In some countries, every other child that was born would die in the first year. Right. Or Crazy. every third child. Right. And today we're talking micro fractions That's right. of yeah. that. So infant mortality rates have gone way down over the past um, well, a couple hundred years. The uh, which has helped overall the life expectancy of the average human being. Right. Uh, it's gone way up over the years uh, since um, whatever the, let's say the, about the 1800s or so when, when records began to be kept better, uh, the life expectancy was in the neighborhood of, you know, 30 to 40 in that, in that range um, overall, uh, let's say. And then uh, as infant mortality rates have gone down and there's been, of course, advances in medicine mm -hmm. and it's now in the 80s or so, somewhere in that, that range. Yep. It's, uh, you know, th these are really good things from medicine. Yeah, maternal death rates, having moms having babies, uh, the, the rate of maternal death, moms dying during childbirth mm. 100 years ago was exceedingly high. Right. And now those numbers are very low right. as well. And of course, uh, you know, as far as maybe not the rate, but the, the number of mothers dying um, goes down. Uh, and of course, the rate's been going down, but uh, the, the number has gone down, not just because the rate's gone down, but because infant, the, the uh, infant mortality rate has gone down, which ultimately they have less babies, um, or the, the, that need in that, that way. Um, and uh, that's been, you know, a positive uh, aspect of things as well. Uh, we've got, um, of course, you know, being able to help with uh, heart attacks, let's say, you know, heart attack survival rate has gone up. Um, at, you know, stroke uh, patients, uh, you know, you can catch it early enough and get it taken care of early enough. You know, yeah, this is due things. to emergency medicine. And our emergency right. medicine has gotten, oh, much, much better, and people have access to care now, in, in the Western world anyway. Yes, They can right. get care very quickly, and so that has been a real big help. Right. Most of, you know, most of what we're talking about is Western world, but overall there have been trends even globally. In well, way. yeah, and in fact, some of those trends have to do with infectious disease rates. Mm -hmm. um, we've, we haven't eradicated infectious disease in the Western world, but the rates of infectious diseases that used to kill people, things like, I mentioned earlier, cholera and measles right. and um, rubella and uh, mumps and, and some of these things, we, we just don't see them very much sure. in the Western world anymore. And even in the developing world, we do see them at much higher rates, but those rates have still dropped significantly over the last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Sure, and of course, you know, one of the, the reasons for that, um, of course, uh, being able to take care uh, as far as societally, okay, uh, you know, running water, uh, that helps, uh, you know, <laughs> being able to, you know, flush your toilet and that type of thing, but also vaccines mm -hmm. um, that have come on the scene mm -hmm. in the past uh, decades, that has also been a big factor in even, you know, uh, polio, let's say, you know. Okay. Getting getting right. totally rid of a disease yeah, that we right. don't see anymore. That's right. Yeah, Western, Western medicine, when we look at it, modern medicine, I guess I should say, really, it has had some profound impacts on society. Right. 
over the last hundred years, especially uh, as we've come to understand things. Like you say, we're able to see within the body. Yeah. We can see um, if a bone is broken. We That's can right. see where it is broken, and we can fix that. Right. In many cases, or we can look at soft tissue. Mm -hmm. And we, we can see cancer cells, right. or we can see um, a hemorrhage that's taking place, or we can see an embolism in a blood vessel and, and go in and fix it before there's a problem. You know, when there is a problem, uh, now also, let's say through robotics and through uh, surgery, you know, cameras and so forth, okay, well, we can fix the problem a lot less invasively than we used to have to do it, mm -hmm. uh, cutting fully open. Now it can be done through small incisions and um, very meticulous and carefully uh, mm -hmm. causing less damage and less overall pain, uh, quicker recovery time, right. a whole lot of benefits from that. So these are benefits sure. to modern medicine and, and there's, there's a lot of really good people, mm -hmm. I guess I should mention too, sure. that really give their lives to helping people Absolutely. through this effort. What are some of the pitfalls yeah. of modern medicine? You know, well, uh, before we go there, you know, I do want to say, yeah, okay, so we have doctors and nurses, just what you mentioned, who have devoted their life to the benefit of humanity, to serve humanity, to uh, do the best they can, to do their part to help other people. They've educated themselves. They know a thousand times more than I ever will about the body. Um, they, they you know, have put themselves in that, that spot. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, it makes me think, you know, so the, not that medicine by itself is, uh, you know, all bad. You know, we're going to get to some of the, the, the troubles with that. You know, it says, uh, what is it, Proverbs 15 or 17, 22, I think, says, uh, you know, laughter is like medicine, you know, mm -hmm. or, or a good a joyous spirit is like medicine for the body. It's mm -hmm. good like medicine. You know, mm -hmm. so there's, there's some benefits that we, we just talked about. But, you know, like you said, there are some, some troubles there. Yeah, what are some of those troubles that come to your mind when you, when you look at modern medicine that we see? Uh, the, the good pieces are there, but what are some of the negative sides right, of it? Right, right. Well, one, um, as a society, we have, you know, we've, we continue to get further and further away from God and, and His Word and push Him out of the picture and so forth. Um, you know, we kind of work against our, ourselves in that way. Um, you know, and modern medicine isn't the fix for everything. You know, so we have problems, serious problems right now with, uh, you know, suicide, at least, you know, especially in the U.S., major problem. Mm -hmm. uh, we have problems with uh, STDs on the rise. I mean, major issues that have been, uh, you know, blowing up in the past recent years. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a host of other issues that uh, modern medicine hasn't been able to alleviate and fix. No, I think about in the United States, the opioid epidemic. Sure. That has right. made national, international Come headlines. through prescriptions of, you know, doctors, you know, a lot of times pressure from the patient wanting that, you know, something to help with that. That's right. And there are even side effects. Yeah. I think about, we just talked about stroke a couple minutes mm -hmm. ago and how people with strokes are living longer and surviving. More people are surviving right, strokes. Right. Yet one of the pitfalls we see is that those survivors of strokes tend to have some kind of a disability after right. the stroke. Uh, there are, in fact, there are more people with disability mm -hmm. 
uh, from stroke than there ever have been before. Mm. Probably part of the reason is because they're surviving, but our, our methods of treating stroke are, are, are good, but they're not perfect methods. You know, you, you mentioned um, before the show about, uh, that I thought it was interesting, about while the infant mortality rates have gone down, now we can really help a, a little baby that um, is able to, to make it out, you know, w maybe one and a half pounds, two pounds, and mm -hmm. whereas, uh, you know, 100 years ago, there was no ago, way right. this baby would have made it, but now mm -hmm. the baby can thankfully make it, and, but there sometimes are lifetime problems that are associated with that, maybe disabilities. That yeah, those, it's, that. it's not uncommon for those little infants uh, mm -hmm. to develop hearing problems or vision problems or respiratory problems and sure. they'll, they'll keep those for the rest of their life sometimes brain damage happens mm. because they're just they're born so prematurely and there's just not enough oxygen and that you know pound and a half little baby right. is not designed to live outside of the womb right at that point in time right, right. so it, it need blessings on one hand but in some cases or in many cases we create problems on the other hand mm. antibiotics yeah. are another one those have been an incredible blessing right, right. to the western world we have been able to manage and and, and treat so many diseases right. that would have killed people sure yet what are we seeing about antibiotics today yeah well the overuse of them the abuse of them and now uh you know uh D bacteria that are resistant to antibiotic antibiotics. Yeah, that's a real problem. And it, public health and medical professionals are really worried. Sure, because they're realizing we're going to get to the point with antibiotics and antibiotic resistance where we can't stop diseases. Can't stop it. They're, they're talking about an antibiotic mm. apocalypse mm. coming. Mm. So, interesting situations. Right. Um, medical, the med modern medicine can be helpful in some cases, but at the same time, it seems powerless right. against certain sure, things, sure. certain diseases, certain disease states. You know, the antibiotics, you can try to not uh, prescribe as much, um, and then, of course, the, the patients often want that, uh, and then uh, sometimes that may fix the problem. So there's this real kind of fine line balance of, of, of doing the right thing, and it's a difficult balance to make, honestly. So, so let's go on to another question. Why? And by the way, let me just stop. And for those of you who are listening, welcome. This is TW Now. We're talking about modern medicine, a blessing or a curse. And for those of you who might have questions, we encourage you to uh, send them our way. We'll see if we can address some of them. If you do send us questions, please don't send us specific questions, uh, like how do I treat this kind of condition or is this particular medicine bad? Uh, we're really trying to address this more globally. What are the pros and the cons of modern medicine, and is there a better way is really the direction that we're headed. So, Mr. DeSimone, I'll come back to you. Why does it appear that modern medicine, despite the advances that we've made over the last 50, 100 years, why does it appear that it is not able to cure or treat or improve certain of these conditions that we've been talking about? Uh, you know, <clears throat> it seems like there are lots of reason for it, you know, uh, and one, I feel the need to say, I am not a doctor <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, uh, but, you know, you can look at facts, you can look at studies and, and get a sense of, of, of reality and kind of what's happening and, and look at it from a biblical perspective. I think that really helps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because really God's Word is a standard that you can judge uh, life by, you can mm -hmm. judge societies by, and kind of uh, discern what's good, what's helpful, what's not good, what's yes. against the principles that are in His Word, and, you know, what, what seems to work. Mm 
Um, I think that's that's important to understand. But um, you know, you, you think about let's say the types of foods we eat for one. Okay, you know, we have now genetically modified uh, you know foods. Oftentimes, uh, really, you have to kind of go out of your way and pay a few bucks more, whatever, to not have genetic, genetically modified foods, um, chemicals that they use on foods, you know, whatever they put in the the meat. Who who knows, you know, right? For cat cattle and chickens and whatever, um, you know, who knows exactly how all those things affect us as a, as a society? Mm. But we can look at trends and see certain aspects uh, of things getting worse. So what you're saying, if I hear you correctly, is these are actually sort of outside of modern medicine. Why can't modern medicine fix certain things? Well, there's other things going on in society oh, yeah, sure. around that's us right. yes. that modern medicine really doesn't have control over. That's right, that's right, and fighting against in that way. You know, the, you know why is it? Well, because of greed and, and need for profit and so forth. You know, mm -hmm. uh, human nature comes in. Uh, and, and, and drives uh, some of that. But then there's the, there are many things that we could do. You know, we look at God's Word, and we, there are many things we could do, change of a lifestyle mm. that can directly affect whether, you know, our health. Mm -hmm. Let's come back to that idea about um, behavior for a minute. We look at certain uh, medical situations, medical conditions, think about diabetes, mm -hmm. think about obesity, think about sexually transmitted diseases. Right. Uh, modern medicine hasn't been able to, to quell right. the right. rise of those sure. diseases, and they are rising. Mm -hmm. Why is that? You know, you think about it, modern medicine, what's it designed to do? It's designed to, to fix a situation, to put a stop on it, to put a Band-Aid on it but it's not designed to fix the underlying cause. Right. And so if you've got a behavioral cause, sure. if, if I really like smoking, mm -hmm. modern medicine is not going to fix that. Right. It's, it's going to treat the cancer that results from treat the smoking, the symptoms, right? Treat uh, the symptoms the, of the problem, that's right, uh, you know, of the cause. And there's two examples I think about specifically that I think help highlight the, the issue. That is, one is STDs, you've mentioned that, okay. So STDs, what's the way to fix it? Okay, to have a relationship, a, a sexual relationship only between a committed husband and wife, okay? Th that's recognized on, you know, by the medical industry in terms of, you know, mm -hmm. the, they may not say it that way, but it would be uh, two people only, you know, this type of thing, right? Okay, so uh, that is the fix. You alleviate virtually all risk by doing that. Yet, when you look on how to prevent STDs, that idea is minimalized, and at the same time, what is given and what is pushed are ways to hedge the risk of doing the risk be risky behavior. You know, that, that's, what, that's what's pushed. That's what's taught in schools and everywhere. That's how, that's the, you know, that's the mindset, fixing the symptoms, still doing what you want to do, still going against the very things that really yeah. would prevent the problem. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, well, go ahead. I was going to ask the question, so does it seem to you, because it does to me, does it seem to you like some of the efforts of modern medicine have enabled us to continue in our 
frankly, sinful behaviors sure. in some yeah. cases, or, right. or continue in our unhealthy behaviors, because we know that there's something to back us up and prevent it, or to pull us out of the ditch down the line. Sure. Yeah, I think about, you know, I think an example of that, well, for certainly STDs, and uh, that, that's one thing, you know, the, all the, any effort to kind of hedge the risks there, uh, uh, vaccinations for AIDS, let's say. Or human what? papillomavirus. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is venereal warts. Yeah. Um, let's give you a, an injection that's right to prevent it to prevent it not so, so that you don't have to stop your your, your uh, lifestyle the way the way you do things yeah. that's right another i think example because so so stds very simple example in the in the terms of uh, very black and white and uh, you know right wrong here's a way to do it here's a way to do it right and it will prevent the problems uh, here's a way to do it wrong, and you're going to have issues. You're going to have rise in STDs like we see in the United States today. Okay. Uh, another, I think, very uh, relatively clear-cut uh, item is obesity. So obesity is, is a chronic epidemic right now in the United States and, and different parts of the it's world. It's growing all over the world. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Even developing nations. And and oftentimes, at least what the research indicates, right, and makes total sense, it comes down to diet and it comes down to exercise. Those two things will ultimately, you know, balanced, proper diet and some form of exercise will help alleviate that, will help get rid of that. So those are lifestyle changes that are, you know, and I think all of us, you know, we all struggle with our own challenges in life but that right. life is tough life is about changing and overcoming yeah so so but then there are ways to get around some of that and i say to get around uh, the lifestyle change might come through a pill or might come through something like that so there you know there's all these opportunities you know for for pills and prescriptions that you can get to try to lower your weight when the really the solution is something difficult mm. changing but uh, you know, then there are side effects that come from the pill. Yeah, it, <coughs> it's interesting. I, I, I was sharing with you before, I used to sit on a public health advisory mm. committee for a community that I worked in. And right. the, the job of this committee, which was comprised of public health people, nurses, doctors, uh, medical professionals, academics, was to look at the community, look at the risks, and see what we could do in terms in a way to improve the health of the people mm -hmm. in the population in the community. Right. And we were talking about heart disease risk and heart attack risk and stroke risk. And you've got these ideas floating around the table of maybe we could put in walking paths or we could put ads on television to motivate people to try and do things or we could do educational programs. And this older cardiac physician was listening and he finally chimed in and he said, you know what, those are noble ideas. But I can tell you right now, they're not going to work. What we need to do is find the people who are most at risk, bring them in, give them a pill, and send mm -hmm. them home. And I think for the public health people, they're like, oh, you can't <laughs> really mean that. But here's a man who'd been practicing medicine for right. a long time. Right. And he realized that changing people's entrenched behaviors that is very was telling. too much work sure and it was a whole lot easier just to find the people who really are at risk bring them in pop a pill on them right and try and keep them as healthy for as long as possible that is very telling i mean you know here is human nature at the core just staying the way i am staying without you know having to change without having to get up from where i'm at and um, that is human nature. That is who we are. You know, you, then you, you, you know, you take these, 
let, let's say you, you take a pill for something. It's not that it's wrong to take pills for things that, that you need, but there, there are consequences. You try to cover, in, in many ways, you try to cover up symptoms and you try to alleviate symptoms and put a Band-Aid on the symptoms and you don't try to fix the actual cause of the symptoms and the problem itself. Well, then there are consequences that come from that. And, you know, then you have to ask yourself, do you, you know, I say you have to ask yourself, uh, I'm saying really the best thing to do is to make those changes if we, if we possibly can. Not yeah. all things are that black and white, like, you know, like we talk about yeah. STDs and, and obesity. But, you know, let's say you, you take the pills, you know, some of the, I was looking at various um, side effects of, of pills. Okay, so now, uh, you know, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, you know, pancreatitis, uh, gallbladder diseases, kidney problems, heart problems, heart palpitations, possible cancers, <laughs> suicidal thoughts, all of this mm -hmm. coming from, at least in, in some cases, uh, with, depending on the types of problems that are, you know, if you're trying to actually cover up symptoms with it. Mm -hmm. um, it could be changed by lifestyle change. You know, I think that's one of the telling pieces is modern medicine's attempts are noble, mm -hmm. but whenever we have man's attempts right. at something, yeah. they may fix some of what we're mm -hmm. trying mm -hmm. to fix, mm -hmm. but then in many cases they create other problems, sure. other consequences. That's why you have all those contraindications right. with medicine. You, um, pages and pages mm -hmm. in some cases of possible side effects. Right. Uh, before I want to move on to the future here in our discussion, but before we do that, let me just ask real quickly: many medical providers today, uh, in, of all different kinds of medical services, um, mainstream and uh, alternative, will claim that they are healers. Mm -hmm. uh, the question is: Does medicine really heal mm -hmm. people? Mm -hmm. You know, okay, that is a place that really is for God. You know, God is the healer. That's where healing comes from. You know, there, there's a lot of covering up symptoms, alleviating symptoms. Um, maybe they can help fix a problem as well. There's nothing, well, nothing wrong with Assist the that. body in doing what God sure. designed yeah, the body to right. do. Yeah. But, but healing is something that, uh, you know, if it, anybody who would claim that, you know, you have to be very uh, leery of. Yeah, Exodus um, 15, 26, and, and other verses come to mind where God actually claims mm. the title of healer for himself. Mm. And I guess for me, at least when I come for a, from a biblical perspective, um, if somebody claims to be a healer, mm. I think, wait a second, that's yeah. God's title. Right. Personal story, um, I broke my ankle, as you know, mm -hmm. playing yeah. Frisbee with <laughs> you and your family <laughs> and some others a couple right. years ago. A pretty bad break. Mm -hmm. A break that if I hadn't had surgery done to set the bone, I probably would not be walking mm. today. Mm. Uh, just it was a really bad situation. And so I had surgery. They set the bone um, two and a half years ago. Was I healed? Did, those, did that medical doctor who incredible knowledge, incredible experience, probably I think he did a good job. Did he heal me? Mm. Absolutely not. Right. I sit here right now and I, I feel swelling in my ankle. Mm. Um, there's numbness in my toes. Mm. I can't feel the screws right now, but I, I do frequently. Right. Every day, throughout the day, I'm reminded that my ankle is not healed. Mm. Right. And I, I think that's just an example of how medicine can, can do helpful things. Sure. I am so thankful that I can walk. In fact, sure. I went for a jog yesterday morning. Mm. And I'm, I've, I was thanking God as I was running that I could still do that. But I guarantee I'm not healed. Right. I, had God healed me, 
I would not feel what I feel on my ankle. And I think many people who've had um, medical help in that way would say the same thing. Right. Anyone who's had surgery knows that, no, I'm not completely Yeah, you're fixed. still dealing with, with challenges <coughs> from that. That's right. Yeah, whereas healing from God, there aren't any repercussions from it. Yeah, no side effects. That's right. No, no fine print That's under right. God's healing. That's right. Let's, let's move on to another and really last kind of question here as we try and bring this full circle and really come back to focusing on the Word of God. What are some of the real solutions? Because medicine in all its noble efforts mm -hmm. ha has done a good job sure. in many ways, but it doesn't provide those lasting solutions. What are some of the real solutions to death and disease? And, and what does the Bible have to show us? You know, there are biblical principles that come from this book that show us how to live. You know, I was, I was uh, thinking uh, recently, okay, so there is not a single biblical principle that increases health risks, you know, bad mm. health risks. Nothing. There's nothing in here that we would find that would, you know, cause problems in our life, mm. uh, you know, in, in our uh, health. Um, only good. And interesting, you know, some of these principles that even modern medicine, while they may minimize it, right, they may minimize some of these things, they acknowledge that these are the ways uh, that could fix the problem, alleviate the problem altogether. Mm -hmm. And uh, yet, uh, th that was figured out, I say figured out, wasn't figured out, but it was given, was revealed, you know, 3,500 years ago in, in, in many cases in the, let's say, the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, it was revealed then. This wasn't the idea of men coming up with these, uh, you know, uh, medical breakthroughs then of how to fix it. Mm -hmm. This is the, the Word of God that He gave guidelines and principles that if followed, they cause good things. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm, I'm, my brain as you're talking is, is going and I'm thinking, okay, number one, 3,500 years ago, most of these solutions are in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. and that's right. They're yeah, back in the books right. of Moses, yeah. aren't they? That's where Exodus, we see it most Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, okay, what are some of the specific guidelines, and are there negative consequences? Well, hmm. confine sexual relations to a monogamous marriage between one man and one woman. Are there any negative side effects to that? Right. That, no. That's the thing. Nothing. No. Nothing. Uh, not that's physically how you fix or mentally. the problems we have. Yeah, you think about God says drunkenness, do not have it. Right. Are there negative consequences to not getting drunk? Are there negative consequences to avoiding gluttony and overeating? Right. No, these are the, all the fixes to the very problems that we deal with as a society. Mm. These are all the fixes right there in front of us. You know, in this program we talk about God's kingdom coming to the earth and Jesus Christ returning and, and putting into practice His law and letting that permeate the earth. When you think about the scripture and prophecies about this coming kingdom, what scripture, if any, are come to mind when you think about getting rid of disease or healing? Well, one thing I, I think about is uh, Isaiah 35 um, and where he talks about uh, in <clears throat> talking about that coming kingdom and Jesus Christ, okay, we talk, you know, we talked about God being the healer. Okay, so one a society that's living God's way of life will will have a lot better overall health, uh, you know, on the larger scale. But then, 
he will heal specifically. You know, he talks about the eyes of the blind shall be open, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped, the lame shall leap like a deer, the tongue of the dumb shall sing. Uh, that these are healings. These are real healings. And you know, another thing, he came to this earth two thousand years ago, mm. and he he healed people. 2,000 years ago, which there is recorded in several places throughout the, uh, uh, the Gospels. And, uh, you know, we have several examples of that. You know, I think about the woman. Okay, so perfect example. The woman with the flow of blood. Uh, she, she had a flow of blood for 12 years, it says. She went to the physicians, right? She went for 12 years and tried to have that problem fixed, but ultimately they couldn't fix it. They did their best. They did what they could. They tried different things, yeah. but they couldn't fix it. Mm -hmm. The way she needed to be healed, the way she was healed, was by having faith in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ honestly didn't even know when she touched the, the hem of his garment. He didn't even know, but he felt, it says he felt power leave from him. Right. And she was healed because of her faith, is what yeah. it said. Yeah. And that, that was very real. And then there's many, many other examples of that. Yeah, I, I think the whole principle of, of healing anointing mm -hmm. we see in James chapter yeah. 5 is, is one of those tools. Right. We anoint and we ask God to apply the broken body sure. of Christ for our healing. And I know that, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Mr. Weston a couple of weeks ago, you know, he mentioned uh, on this program that, you know, we can't claim to say that uh, at all, that everybody that we've anointed has been healed. Okay, well, no, we don't say that at all. But I know that there have been times when I have anointed people and, uh, you know, you, you, I go home and, and within minutes of me leaving the house, they call and, and everything is done. All the, you know, whatever the problem, whether it was pain, whether it was, uh, you know, fever or something like that, that happens sometimes, you know. That, that is the case. You know, sometimes it may not happen, and there's various factors for that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, God isn't, doesn't intend for us to all live eternally in this In flesh. this life, yes. Yep. I th you know, think about another scripture, just a couple chapters earlier than what you read in Isaiah 35. In mm -hmm. Isaiah 33, verse 24, it talks about how these inhabitants, this is, again, future. Future. In God's kingdom after Christ returns, the inhabitants will not say, I am sick. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wow, what will that be like yeah. when people stop saying, I'm sick, because they're not anymore? Right. One, actually, I see a quick question here. It says, do you believe that the quarantine laws in the Bible have been eradicated by modern medicine? Mm, mm, mm. Well, you, you might know better. Uh, well, what I'm thinking of actually is the Ebola situation mm. that we're dealing with in uh, Central and uh, West Africa. And one of the major tools they're using quarantine. is quarantine right. to keep people from being around the dead bodies mm. because what they've got are a lot of traditions that uh, put them in contact with literally touching, kissing, hugging these dead mm. bodies that are infected. Right, right, right. And so they're removing people from that. Uh, that's why we see people in uh, public health professionals in hazmat suits. Right. It, it is a type of quarantine. So from a public health perspective, Quarantine is still a very big issue. Right, you know, very you mentioned, strong okay. Strong tool. Right, okay, so the, the touching of the dead bodies. Interesting. What does, okay, that, that's, a, that's a tradition. What does God's Word say? What does the Bible say? Don't touch the dead body. You know, if, if yeah. it could be avoided, there are certain circumstances where if it needed to. But then, if you needed to touch the de dead body, you needed to wash and you needed to be separate for a little while and then come back. Yep. 
There, I mean, who, who figured that out, right? right. The creator who, who knows the situation figured that out. And, and these, f frankly, for public health, are some of the biggest tools they use today, right. even in our advanced society. Uh, you know, I used to work, uh, do work in hospitals on, uh, uh, in terms of the mechanical systems, the HVAC systems. And, you know, one thing, they have isolation rooms. It's a form for of handling. quarantine. Yeah, yeah. The, they have isolation rooms so that basically you keep this infectious disease out of the public area mm -hmm. and it's you know it's carefully handled so that you know basically the any disease or bacteria viruses are filtered out uh, before that air gets into the atmosphere yeah we need to wind this down uh, before we leave i just want to ask you do you have any take-home messages mm -hmm. that you want to leave the audience with today sure you know Modern medicine, great, right? You know, there's been a lot of benefits from it. You can't knock it in that regard. But when we start breaking God's laws, when we start going against the, the, the ways of God, then that can, uh, that's where really we can make a difference. We can change and, and not have uh, some of these problems. That, that can do most of it. But, you know, one thing I did want to mention as well is not all... Uh, health problems is caused by sin directly by the person either um, you know by, by an individual there there are many many factors but there are some you know many cases where we can change that by our lifestyle change and falling in, in line with God's word. You have to sort of control what we can control That's right. and then leave the rest to God. That's right. Yeah I guess one other thing I guess I would would add to what you have to say is Modern medicine can be a blessing and a curse. Sure. I think there are, there are certain times it can be helpful, but it is not the be-all and end-all. Hmm. And it is not the long-term solution in many ways. And, and frankly, that's why Jesus Christ has to return to that's set right. up his government on the earth. And that's why he died. One of the reasons he took the, the stripes, the whippings that he took, yes. was so that we can be healed. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being on the program today. Thanks for your feedback and your comments. This has been an interesting and I hope a helpful conversation. You know, modern medicine and human ingenuity have really made some incredible advances in the overall health and lifespans of human beings. Thanks to research, public health efforts, and even hospitals, we've dropped death rates from many different diseases. But despite the best attempts of modern medicine, people are still getting sick and dying at alarming rates all around the world. And some diseases are even on the rise. The solutions to death and disease do not reside in the hands of doctors and human beings, no matter how well-intentioned. The real solutions require the characters we've talked about to change self-destructive behaviors that are making people sick. And ultimately, for healing, the answers lie in the suffering of our Savior Jesus Christ, as Mr. DeSimone just talked about. Modern and even other forms of medicine have their place and time, but we have to remember that these means of man are just not the ultimate answers. For more insights into this important topic, we encourage you to read our insightful article entitled Bible Health Laws. It's on the tomorrowsworld.org website. You can also search the site using the search term healing. For more encouraging news about the future, about issues that you and I face every day. Stay tuned to tomorrow's, or excuse me, to TW Now each week. We look forward to seeing you again next week. And next week, by the way, we plan to discuss the secret rapture. You won't want to miss our discussion.